What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What is going on, guys? Uh, what could this mean? Colorado expected to depart the Pac-12 for the Big 12. Incredibly, really. Um, what could this mean for San Diego State? So let's break this down. John Schaefer with you. It's, it's a brand new channel, really made for days like today. We'll react, of course, to Aztecs football and basketball over the course of you know, the seasons. Uh, we'll react to off-season news, though. And, of course, conference realignment is something that has played out um, for the better part of the last year related to San Diego State. Ever since we found out about SC and UCLA, we thought San Diego State could be positioned to take advantage of the movement in conference realignment and reach the Power Five. It has not been a straight line, um, but we'll see. What is this going to mean for San Diego State? So it's the wrap-up show presented by Higher Impact Financial and our friend Eric Lanier. If you're looking for more information, you can click the link in the description down below. If you want the audio-only edition of this show, you can click the link in the description down below as we're podcasting these shows as well. If you're here, say hello. Let us know where you're watching from, whether it's live or on replay. If you have questions here today, make sure to get them into the comments. I'll try to react to them live um, or in the comments if you're watching on replay as well. The latest is this. Um, in a bit of a surprise move, although if you've been paying attention for the better part of the last year, I don't think it comes as much of a surprise. But the news that the Big 12 has um, unanimous, unanimously voted to accept Colorado should Colorado's board um, ultimately move to um, depart the Pac-12 for the Big 12. You know, I think to some extent yesterday was surprising, but if you've been following the saga with the Pac-12 and their lack of a TV deal, it shouldn't come as a huge surprise for a couple of reasons. Because ever since SC and UCLA left, these other 10 schools have just kind of been hanging out there in the ether. Um quote-unquote committed to each other, but with no real financial penalty if they're not committed to each other or if they, you know, part ways separately. And that's what appears has happened here with Colorado. As time passed, as they waited on a TV deal from the Pac-12, as they didn't get the numbers, it, they just didn't see numbers, um, it looks like they blinked first. And they were the one to ultimately, um, you know, pick up the phone from the Big 12. And of course, Colorado has a long history with the Big 12. And the Big 12, to their credit, has um, stability based on what their commissioner, Brett Yormark, has done with their most recent TV deal with the expansion of adding the BYUs and the Cincinnati's and the UCF's and the Houston's. Um, even without Texas and Oklahoma, they were going to be back at 12 schools. And now with Colorado, there are 13, and they're not stopping there. Let's not kid ourselves. They will not be a 13-team league in 2024. They'll be a 14-team league. Uh, potentially, maybe beyond that. I would envision it to be 14 in terms of what's most likely. It could be a 14-team league. But Colorado ultimately decided that their future is better served with the stability of the Big 12 Conference as opposed to the question marks right now going on in the Pac-12. So that on its face, that statement alone on its face, may or may not impact the viability of the Pac-12 moving forward. I mean, let's be honest. If SC and UCLA didn't crumble the Pac-12 conference, will the departure of Colorado? Now, it's a possibility, and here's why. Those other nine schools are going to need to see TV numbers immediately, like yesterday, right? I mean, they're not going to wait this off for forever, especially if the Big 12 is out there being the aggressor and is now saying, hey, we're open for business and we're looking for a 14th school. Maybe we'll even get to 16, but clearly we're looking for a 14th school. And does someone in the Pac-12 currently raise their hand and say, we'll be that 14th school? Because if you're only going to 14, then there's only spots. There's only one spot available. So if you're Arizona, are you making that jump right now? Are you waiting? Because if you don't make the jump now, maybe another school in the Pac-12 does make that jump. So there's, there's that conversation um, that has to go on. In a theoretical sense of 
Colorado gone, San Diego State potentially in. You know, I think theoretically, there's a lot of people that would argue that the Pac-12 is in um, very is, is on you know stable ground if that was the move that the Pac-12 was able to make. But remember this: San Diego State can't accept an invitation from the Pac-12 without the Pac-12 having a TV deal and a grant of rights signed. Why? And by the way, it's not just me saying this. Hey, hey, sub San Diego State for Colorado and you're good. And there's those that are Big 12 fans or Colorado fans who say, well, you know, it's easy to say that now that Colorado's out. Um, is that accurate? Well, there's a lot of reasons to believe it is accurate. Yeah, Denver's a large TV market, but San Diego's a large TV market. Colorado's had no success in football in the Pac-12. San Diego State's had a ton of success in football in the Mountain West. I get it. They're different leagues. San Diego State's had good head-to-head success against the Pac-12. Colorado hasn't. San Diego State's men's basketball program is elite. Colorado's isn't. And it's not just me saying that. Pete Dammel today, ESPN+, Plus wrote this, the good news for the Pac-12 is Colorado's actual value isn't drastically different than a school like San Diego State. That's Pete Thamel's words. He goes on to say, no television partner is going to pull out of a deal starting in 2024 because of the loss of Colorado. Um, He goes on to say San Diego State's market and potential are plenty attractive, and they add some basketball juice in the wake of an NCAA men's title game appearance. That matters with the losses of UCLA and USC. So that's Pete Thamel, as credible of a college football reporter as there is in the country. It's not just me with my San Diego State t-shirt on saying that. So if you could just flip-flop Colorado for San Diego State, I think a lot of people would say, well, the Pac-12 is, is positioned as well as they were yesterday in the future. The issue is, do the other schools now start get, getting wandering eyes? And of course, there's reasons to believe that that happens. And the primary reason why that likely occurs, at least wandering eyes, we don't know if they'll, they'll leave, is because there is no Pac-12 TV deal. And not only is there no Pac-12 TV deal, to the best of our knowledge, no TV deal has been presented to those remaining nine or ten schools. So is that something that's coming down the pipeline sooner rather than later? George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, spoke on Friday in Las Vegas and said the schools are about to be rewarded and their patience has paid off. So... I mean, when he said near future or, yeah, I think he said near future, was he talking about like this week? Was he talking about like today that they were going to get TV numbers? Because that's where we are. I mean, this cannot drag on beyond another few days. It certainly can't drag into the 2023 college football season. At that point, you wouldn't have nine remaining members in the Pac-12 for 2024. So it has to get done, and it has to get done very quickly. Um, I guess in a in a theoretical where George Klyovkov presents a – suitable TV deal that includes both streaming and linear options and is in the financial neighborhood of the Big 12 deal, which is just over $31 million per year. That is what Colorado reportedly will get, by the way, by making the switch. They will not take less money. They'll get the pro rata, so to speak, the same amount as the other schools in the Big 12. Now, if the Pac-12 can get a deal like that, $30 million plus um, linear options in ESPN and or a Fox and or an NBC, right? Streaming options in Amazon or an Apple, right? A Peacock and ESPN Plus, something that's comparable to the other power leagues, maybe not the SEC and the Big Ten when it comes to exposure, clearly revenue. It's not going to be comparable to the Big Ten and the SEC, but can it be comparable in exposure and revenue to the ACC and the Big 12? That's the primary question here for the remaining nine in the Pac 12. I think if the answer is yes, there's reasons to believe that they could somehow maneuver to keep either all nine or eight of the nine. I think if you can keep eight plus, the league is going to be at least on sound footing for the short term for the next media deal. Obviously, if you lose more than one additional, if you get below eight, then the league potentially is on life support and who knows what the future of the Pac-12 looks like and what it means for San Diego State. Now, there's a whole nother component in this conversation and that's the Big 12 now being in this position of power, having the bigger stack, so to speak, in poker, and obviously credit to their commissioner, Brett Yormark, because from his first day on the job, he's really marketed the Big 12 well. He's onboarded these four new schools that we talked about. He's going to add Colorado, seemingly. And at that point, and he has said it um, to anyone that's willing to listen or watch. He has not done this um, behind closed doors. He's been very transparent. He's been very open and honest, and he's been very aggressive. He has said, we desire a fourth time zone. He did not get that with Colorado. He also said... We value basketball. And I said as recently as maybe yesterday or two days ago on John and Jim, my daily San Diego sports talk radio show on San Diego Sports 760 from 3 to 6 Pacific, I said if you listen to what Brett Yormark is saying, he is literally talking about San Diego State. 
I mean, he's literally out there in plain daylight screaming from the mountaintops about San Diego State. Now, you could argue he's talking about other schools as well, and I'm not saying in the pecking order of the nine remaining schools in the Pac-12 and San Diego State, his first order of business would be to add the Aztecs. But if he doesn't have access to the Pacific Northwest because Oregon and Washington don't want to make a leap and play schools in Cincinnati and Morgantown, West Virginia, and Orlando, and there's a level of stability in the in the Pac-12 where they can keep eight or nine or ten schools together, and he can't reach and get Oregon and Washington. And for whatever reason, maybe he can't get a school like – well, here's the thing about Arizona and Utah, for example. They're not even in the Pacific time zone. Arizona is for half the year. But what about the other half? So the fourth time zone provides access to the late-night window for the Big 12's TV partners, ESPN and Fox, which is highly lucrative and valuable to those TV partners. So what Brett Yormark is trying to do is fill a need for his TV partners, be a good partner for his partner. And he can't do that with BYU. He can't do that with Colorado. You can't play um, 7.30 Pacific games every week in Provo and, and Boulder when it's 8.30 Mountain. You're not starting games at 8.35 Mountain. I, I mean, I guess you could do it one time a year. And yes, if you look at you know the history of like a Boise State or a BYU, they play later games. They'll play at 8.30 Mountain. Uh, they'll play at 8.15 Mountain. But that true fourth window is 7.30 Pacific. Maybe seven occasionally. It could be 7.30, it could be 7.45 with the way that um, slides work, TV terms for when you move games back five or 10 minutes. So if you want the true fourth late night window from noon Eastern to midnight Eastern and beyond, you need a Pacific time zone school. And by the way, you don't fully get that with Arizona because of the time zone that they're in half the year. You don't get that with Utah. Now, could you get it with Oregon or Washington, Stanford or Cal? You can, but... Are those schools motivated, even with the Colorado news, to make that type of decision to move to the Big 12? And there's, I could argue it both ways. I think if you're Oregon or Washington, you might say to yourselves, well, hold on. If we were committed to the league after SC and UCLA, are we really going to allow the league to unravel because of Colorado's departure? A school that has won 26% of its football games since entering the Pac-12 in 2011. I, I just, that to me is a little bit of a reach that the Pac-12 would all of a sudden disintegrate because of Colorado. Now, you know how um, keystones work. You pull out a keystone and everything around it crumbles, or we know how houses work, right? You, you take one, it's like a domino effect. It might not be the most important domino until it is, until it pushes all the other dominoes over. So, you know, could that be the impact of Colorado's move um, from the Pac-12 to the Big 12? I think it's at least a possibility. It's absolutely a possibility. But I think there's also a possibility that eight or nine of the nine remaining members find a way to stick together. Now, again, that is contingent. That is squarely contingent on the Pac-12 providing a fair and reasonable TV deal to its members in a very, very short order. Now, there's a couple of things to report within the last even, I'd say, hour um, because Again, Pete Thamel was on the story initially. I told you what he just wrote at ESPN Plus, and he's going over all the hypotheticals and the scenarios. Now, there's a couple of other things to consider from San Diego State's perspective. And by the way, I put a poll at the top of the um, YouTube live chat. What do you think is the best option for San Diego State? Essentially, is what I'm asking. Let me see what the poll says. It is, um, let's see, it is Pac-12 or Big 12, essentially. Which is the better landing spot for San Diego State? So you can vote right now. Is it the Pac-12 Right now, that's got 54% of the vote, or is it the Big 12? That's got 40-something uh, percent of the vote right now um, on our poll. I'd love to hear from you, and you can put it in the chat as well. Um, I can make arguments both ways, um, and I think San Diego State is very well aware that realignment occurs you know, around them, and then you've got to make a decision based on where you are in that exact moment in time, if that makes sense. Like musical chairs, that sure, a month ago, the Pac-12 might have made the most sense, for San Diego State, if all things were equal, if you could have kept those 10 members together, if they were expanding to add San Diego State and or SMU, and then San Diego State's aligned geographically and they're aligned academically and they're getting the exposure and they're getting the revenue potentially that's equal to, let's say, a Big 12. But now that things are, have changed and there's nine Pac-12 schools, supposedly, if Colorado does in fact make this leap and it seems like a formality at this point, and if the Big 12 is at 13, and if the Big 12 has overtures towards San Diego State, and we'll have to see on that, by the way. We'll have, we'll have to see on that. But again, hypothetically speaking, 
let's say the Big 12 has other priorities, but they can't land those priorities. And let's say they're trying to get to 14 by 2024. Is there common ground there between San Diego and the Big 12? By the way, if you read Pete Thamel at ESPN+, Plus, he theorized on that as well. He asked that question. Could the two sides, the two groups, the Big 12 and San Diego State, which haven't necessarily you know, been dance partners, so to speak, could that change now that Colorado is on its way to the Big 12? So there's that conversation, okay? Um, and thank you, Jay Suss, for the comment who says, you know, I loathe the travel of the Big 12, but the stability is making it more and more appealing. Um, thank you, Kevin, who says Pac-12 better for Olympic sports travel. Thank you, by the way, Aztec Country, for your contributions here in the chat. Um, who recently said here in the chat, San Diego State's threats, Utah to the Big 12, Oregon State to the Big 12, Oregon to the Big 12, Washington to the Big 12. It's, it is doom and gloom for us. We are living on a prayer, literally. You know, I don't, I don't see it like that. Let me explain why. So, and I'm not guaranteeing or forecasting, you know, I, I'm not guaranteeing San Diego State to the Pac-12. I'm not guaranteeing San Diego State to the Big 12. But even, even in a world where the Power Five has less stability or movement right now, where the Big, uh, excuse me, the Pac-12 becomes unstable and the Big 12 becomes stronger, even in a world where schools start leaving the Pac-12 left and right, like musical chairs, there's not going to be landing spots for everyone. And even in that scenario, if San Diego State is unable to make the jump, well, there's a couple of things that could benefit the Aztecs. One, you're going to land some of the schools in the Pac-12 because not all nine Pac-12 schools are going to the Big 12. That makes no sense. It doesn't work like that. There is no merger. It hasn't happened. So that's not happening, let's be honest. So even in a league where or in a world where another three schools jump and you get to 16 in the Big 12, even in a world where three schools jump and Oregon and Washington end up in the Big 10 long term, you still have three, four outlier schools. Where do those schools end up? A new league? The Mountain West? Is San Diego all of a sudden the league with Washington State and Oregon State? Well, that's a better league than the Aztecs are currently in. And here's the other thing. If the Pac-12 um, disintegrates, or if the Pac-12 and the Mountain West all of a sudden become, you know, the Mountain West becomes the Pac-12 because eight of the schools in the Mountain West end up in a new Pac-12, but it's a watered-down Pac-12, then all of a sudden, like, you've gone from, like, 10 legitimate FBS leagues to nine. And remember, in the expanded college football playoff, the top six champions of an FBS league are getting into the playoff. So a destabilized Pac-12 means that a Mountain West champion could be over um, or could, you know, have a better year than this Pac-12 champion in whatever the future of the Pac-12 looks like. Or if there are nine FBS leagues in the future as opposed to 10, that's greater access because six champions are getting to the expanded college football playoff. So I, I still believe, like I believe the day that USC and UCLA announced their intention to leave for the Big Ten, I still think when the music stops, San Diego State to be better positioned. With all that being said, there are pecking orders of positioning. The ideal positioning is a Power 5 league with stability, with great exposure and great revenue. That's the number one option. And San Diego State's been very transparent. They have not hid that from everyone. They aspire to be in a Power 5 league that gives, you, gives them that opportunity. That's the number one choice. From there, I think the number two choice is a Power 5 league without long-term stability, but with some short-term guarantees, maybe without short-term exposure or revenue that's identical to the other option I just presented, but with much more exposure than you're currently receiving and much more revenue than you're currently receiving. And then you, then when you are you know, have to deal with the issue again with the next TV deal, what is San Diego State's future going to look like in 2030? What's going to happen with the league that the Aztecs are in? Well, you worry about it then. But you've taken care of the issue right now in 2023, and you've provided some stability for the rest of the decade for your athletic program and your university. And then I think option three, which is less ideal, is the option I just went through a couple of moments ago, which is um, a league that takes some of the leftovers, so to speak, from the Pac-12 and joins forces with maybe the entirety of the Mountain West or maybe the Mountain West and the Pac-12, some members from the Mountain West and some of the remaining members of the Pac-12 join forces, and that's Pac-12 2.0, Mountain West 2.0, you get my point. It's the San Diego States, Fresno States, Boise States, SMUs with the Washington States, Oregon States, Cal's, and Stanford's. Again, just theoretically speaking. Again, I think in that scenario, San Diego State is better off than they are here today. But I'd love to hear from you guys to see what you think um, about that. I'll get to some of these comments here that are rolling into the, the chat as I'd love to interact with you. If you're here, by the way, if you're here, by the way, please subscribe. Year-round content. 
for San Diego State Aztec fans talking realignment, talking Aztec football, talking Aztec basketball off a national championship game. So if you're here live or on replay, um, please subscribe. And please, if you're here on replay, comment down below your preference for San Diego State and why. Um, also, I want to remind you that this would not be possible, this channel, without the support of our title sponsor here on the channel. And that is my friend Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financials. So let me tell you about Eric at Higher Impact Financials. I pull his website up on the screen, and then we'll get right back to the chat. Uh, he's a San Diegan and a huge San Diego sports fan, big Aztec basketball fan. Eric's the founder of Higher Impact Financial. And Eric has found in his research and experience that he solves two major problems, okay? The first is that he's found that too many people do not have a financial plan, or if they do, it's outdated. Eric believes ongoing proactive financial planning is foundational to avoiding common financial mistakes that so many fall into. And then the second problem is that most of us just don't have clear, defined financial goals. Without clear goals and a plan to achieve them, you're stuck. And Eric's going to help you get a clear financial plan together for you and your family. He specifically works with business owners, entrepreneurs, and working families. Okay. The link for Eric's website is down below. And if you're looking to get better results with your wealth, this is very important. And again, he's based in Southern California. You got to set up a 15 minute connection call with Eric. Eric's firm is different than anything you've experienced from a financial advisor. And what sets him apart is the questions he'll ask to discover what truly matters to you and the strategies and ideas he'll bring to the table. Okay, so he truly runs his firm like a family office. Let him know that I sent you. I've known Eric for a number of years. I've worked with him on a previous or an additional YouTube channel as well. Um, really, if you're looking for financial freedom, um, if you're looking to support the channel, make sure to check out the website by clicking the link in the uh, description down below and set up a call with my buddy Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. All right, let's get back to it. Um, and let me get to some of your comments that are coming in. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc this is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the lexus performance line a feeling this dynamic is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Let's see. So Aztec Country, thank you again. It says Big Ted travel, Big 12 travel would be bad in a west pod of Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and San Diego State. No, that's I'm glad you actually mentioned that because along those lines, let's say the Big 12's next landing spot is 14 teams. Very possible. There are 13 with Colorado. 
And let's say they add a school in the Pacific time zone. And for the conversation, for this conversation, let's just say San Diego State. And you might say, oh my gosh, San Diego State. Um, what about the geography here? How is this going to work for the Olympic sports? How is this even going to work for men's basketball? Well, what if I said, and we'd have to pull up the Big 12 map. What if I said, as opposed to pods, they go back to at least not divisions, but travel divisions, so to speak. And then on one side in Olympic sports and in men's basketball and football is different because you only have like four road games. So who cares if you have one road game in Orlando a year or you have one road game in Morgantown because, okay. And then you also have a road game in Provo. So you have one road game in the Eastern time zone, maybe two in the Eastern and central time zone. I don't think it's a ridiculous ask. It's, it's a bigger ask and a tougher putt for men's basketball, women's basketball and Olympic sports. But if the big 12 added San Diego state and they added Colorado and they have BYU, and they have schools in West Texas, why couldn't you just primarily play those schools in the Olympic sports and set up a pot or a division for geographic alignment? And then when you get to a championship structure, you all meet, obviously, in a neutral site, or you get together for you know an Eastern champion against a Western champion. I think that's at least something to consider. Um, because if you look at the makeup of the Big 12, yeah, there's schools in Cincinnati and Morgantown and Orlando, but there's also schools in Provo, and Boulder and West Texas. So, and those are manageable, by the way. Those are manageable. I mean, look at San Diego travel right now in the Mountain West. It's not exactly hunky-dory. It's not the big one. It's not a bus league. It's a plane league. So if you're already getting on a plane, what's the difference between a 75-minute flight and a two-hour and 15-minute flight? What's the difference between a two-hour flight and a three-hour flight, right? Now, I get it. The difference between a two-hour flight and a six-hour flight is significant, but you're not going to play every game in New York City and Philadelphia. You could be, you know, you could play a game there in football. You could play a game or two there in basketball. But what if you set it up where you did most of your travel to the West as opposed to to most of your travel to the East, right? Um, Dan, or excuse me, Don, my apologies. And guys, if you're here, please subscribe. I'm talking about Colorado to the Big 12 and what does it mean for San Diego State. And Don says, going to the Pac-12 would also be huge academically, for San Diego State, um, well, there's no question about that. But again, you have to have a Pac-12 that you know is standing on the other side of this conversation. Um, and the and the piece that we haven't touched on is San Diego State standing with the Mountain West, right? We knew about the June 30th exit deadline. If they left by June 30th, the exit fee was not one number. If they left after June 30th, which is today, we're in July, then that number is doubled. And we've seen various San Diego State administrators, athletic director J.D. Wicker. Um, has been quoted as saying before that the higher exit fee wasn't really doable for San Diego State. I'm paraphrasing. So that then leaves this question. If the Pac-12 needs you for 2024, can you get there? Or is it now 2025 because of the exit fee? If the Big 12 needs you for 2024, can you get there? Or is it 2025 for the exit fee? By the way, is the exit fee truly doubled if you need to get out? Or is there a negotiation typically? If you look at Texas, Oklahoma, if you look at um, Maryland and Rutgers, I want to say, typically exit fees are negotiated down to somewhere in the range of 60%. The number now, if you leave within a year, is something like $34 million. That number, San Diego State has expressed, is too high for them to leave now for 2024. $17 million is more reasonable for 2025. But what if you can get that $34 million number down to 60% of that number, which is roughly, someone do the math for me, $20 million? You're really going to stick around for an extra year because of the difference between 17 million and 20 million? No, I think they'd find a way at that point. So that's something to consider as well for San Diego State. But if the Pac 12 needs you for 2024 and is still standing, can you get there for 2024? And I would have to imagine that they could. Same thing with the Big 12. If they need you for 2024, can they get you there for 2024? I'd have to imagine um, they would find a way to especially if they're getting the quote-unquote full share, the pro rata or close to a full share, where you're bringing in television revenue that is so significantly higher than what you're bringing in right now. And don't forget about what it means, by the way, the alignment of your brand with the other brand. What does it mean for donor support? What does it mean for ticket sales? What does it mean for sponsorship sales? Right? I mean, it means a lot is what it means. So I'm not saying it's easy to offset $34 million. That's a lot of money, obviously, for any university. Um, but I think it's a lot more um, manageable when you understand the rewards on the other side of it financially. Isaac, thank you for uh, hanging out. 
Isaac wants to know uh, what's the best move in your opinion? Is the football team hurting our ability to make a move? Not at all. Um, and I'll get to the first part of your question. The football team in no way, shape, or form is hurting SDSU's ability to make a move. If anything, it's helping. And let me explain why. Snapdragon Stadium is one of the most significant facility investments in the country this decade. I mean, look at the um, facility spe- expenditures of, of schools in the SEC and the Big Ten. Very rarely is there an expenditure of $350 million at any one point. You may do um, a football building or a locker room renovation or an expansion of a state. Very rarely are you in the neighborhood of $350 million. San Diego State literally built an on-campus stadium. I know it's the new campus, but it's an on-campus stadium. That is, there are few examples of any program in the country doing that in the last 25 years. Like we can count them on one hand, programs that have done that. Um, and at that cost, and at that cost, maybe there's examples of programs doing it for 100 million, 200 million, over 300 million. We can count them on one hand. So there's that facility investment is critical. Look at TCU's path and Utah's path, right? And here's the other thing. San Diego State football has been really good, really good. I know they haven't won a Mountain West since 2016. I know they're coming off a seven and six year. They have been very good. They've had five 10-win seasons since 2015. They have been very competitive, and they have competed well outside of the Mountain West, especially against the Pac-12 in recent years. I think seven and four in their last 11 games. I think that goes back to 2016, but don't quote me on it. Multiple wins over the top 25 teams over that stretch home, the blackout game at Arizona State, Rashad Penny kicked the turn, among other touchdown game. So they've been very successful in football. They've been very successful in men's basketball. Football drives the bus, and there is nothing, there is no reason to think that football has put themselves in a position that is anything but desirable. That's the way I look at it. Um, let me know if you agree or if you disagree. In terms of what's the best move, in my opinion, it probably changes like the wind changes, to be honest with you. If you, if someone told me that the nine Pac-12 schools were remaining for the foreseeable future and that the TV revenue and the exposure was equal to the Big 12, then I think the Pac-12 makes a lot of sense. If any of that is not accurate, another school leaves, the exposure is lessened, the TV revenue is lessened, then I think the Big 12 makes the most sense. So it's all about like, it's hard because there's so many scenarios and there's so many different levers to pull. Like, hey, this this makes sense for the Big 12, but it doesn't because of geography or academic fit. Hey, this makes sense for the Pac-12, but its stability isn't as good and their revenues aren't as great. And we don't know about the future of the league. So that's why it's a hard conversation that literally my answer changes based on one, one tweak, one tweak between the two leagues, if that makes sense. Um, 1870 GC, thank you for hanging out. He says, very nice discussion. Thanks to Joel. Love Joel for posting a link to this. Besides the uh, 10 months of entertainment, the PAC-X has provided, I found, a ton of good college football journalists and commentators. I have found a lot of really quality content in both the Big 12 space and the Pac-12 space over the last year. I've consumed this with as much regularity as really anyone because of my line of work, doing sports talk radio, because of my association with San Diego State, doing football and basketball pre and half and post-game shows. Um, So, you know, I I think there's been a lot of really interesting commentary. I think some of it has been spot on. I think some of it has been, you know, throw stuff up against the wall and see what sticks. It's a hard conversation to have with any level of full credibility because a lot of it occurs behind closed doors. It's not like they're publicizing Colorado's meetings with the Big 12 over the last three months. If we knew more, we would know more. And there were reasons to believe that it may happen. And there were reasons to believe that it may not happen. But this isn't like watching a football game and then opining on it and saying, hey, San Diego State won because they outrushed Utah and they forced three turnovers. If San Diego State put Utah behind closed doors and there was no video of it, what would we really make of it? And how would we get any accurate reporting on it if there were no media members there and it happened behind closed doors? That's a little bit what conference realignment is. Those that have good source sourcing um, maybe stand out a little bit more than those that don't. Um, but it's tough to be fully right in this space. I'm not envious of those that try to make a living being right in this space. I just try to offer my opinion and my knowledge in this space. And I try to bring it back to San Diegans and those that support San Diego State because I think it's overly relevant in San Diego. I'll give you the spiel if you want the spiel on why San Diego State 
desirable. If you're just joining us, Pete Hamill said, said as much. It's not just me with my San Diego cap and T-shirt saying it. But, I mean, it's an easy pitch. It's an easy pitch. It pitches itself. Southern California, fertile recruiting, academic growing profile, new campus, success in football and men's basketball, along with um, investment in football and men's basketball. So the thing writes itself, top 30 TV market, a market that has only one of the big four sports in the, um, right, with the move of, of the Chargers. So the, the market is ripe for San Diego State up in the Power Five, large alumni base, passionate supporters. So, I mean, I, I don't have to make that pitch. It's an easy pitch. It's an easy pitch. And you don't need to sell San Diego State. I think it sells itself. Now, that doesn't mean it all works out the way we all want it to work out if you're a San Diego State supporter. We, I, if you follow conference realignment, things can get weird. This is not an, this is not an earned system. This is not relegation right with promotion if it was san diego state would be in the power five a decade ago with what brady rocky steve fisher brian dutcher and others have accomplished simple as that doesn't work like that maryland and rutgers with no success in those sports get elevated to the premier athletic conference in the country colorado with no success in football and men's basketball might get quote-unquote rewarded here and may destabilize the pac-12 so it's um it's not a science. It's a tricky little game, realignment. It really is. Um, let's see. Don, thank you again. He, he says that the Pac-12's elitism has been costly, um, and they should have added San Diego State sooner. If the Pac-12 wants San Diego State for 24, they're going to have to help us with the exit fee. I, I think that's a fair comment, Don. I really do. Um, listen, the Pac-12 had plenty of opportunities over the last decade to add. They didn't, um, and then they lost. They, they clearly, at times, could have added a group of five schools San Diego State included, Houston, TCU, BYU, right? They clearly could have, but they've stood pat where other leagues have found strength in numbers. Look at modern Power 5 football. They're big leagues. There is a strength in number. The Big 12, excuse me, the Big 10 is 16 teams. The SEC is 16 teams moving forward uh, in 2024. The Big 12 is at least 13 teams. The ACC is 14 teams plus Notre Dame. And the Pac-12 has nine teams and thought 10 was sustainable. There's a keeping up with the Joneses element to this that you can't be naive to what's occurring around you. And you may not like the fact that leagues are 12 or more programs. It may dilute it, quote unquote. It may not create the same amount of revenue. But this is where they're heading. And the fact that they have, you know, turned you know, a blind eye towards that. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Um, could be costly in the end. And we'll, the next, I don't know if it's the next 24 hours that are crucial. I don't know if it's the next 10 days that are crucial. Certainly the next 30 days are. There isn't a scenario where the Pac-12 doesn't finalize a TV deal and a grant of rights in the next 30 days, where the league is able to fully survive as is. There isn't that scenario. You're not getting into the fall with all those question marks and all that instability and lack of security and keeping those nine schools together. It's not going to happen. So I don't know if they need to do something early right now. And again, I go back to what we said at the start of this conversation. Even if you offer San Diego State right now, A, can you offer that? because you don't have a TV deal and you don't have a grant of rights with the other nine schools, keeping those schools together. And B, how can San Diego State say yes to that if they don't know those nine schools are staying together and they don't know what kind of TV revenue they're getting? It's a chicken and egg thing. And in there's stability on both sides, there's instability. And leverage is a big part of it, Don. I agree. He said San Diego State better demand a full share. They have the Pac-12 over a barrel now. Leverage. There were those that argued San Diego State lost leverage based on getting past June 30th without an invite to a Power 5 league. And now, based on Colorado's decision, you could absolutely argue that San Diego State, in this equation, 
has gained considerable leverage. And we could argue how much based on, you know, are both Pac-12 and the Big 12 at play? What are those leagues going to look like, right? But I think the leverage point is an important one. Uh, let's see here. Kenneth, thank you for uh, joining us. If you're here, please subscribe, all right? Year-round content for Aztec fans is the wrap-up show presented by Higher Impact Financial. If you wouldn't mind smashing that like button for me as well, really do appreciate it. San Diego State, the Big 12, is the best spot. More stability, no brainer. Could the AAC merge and add Mountain West schools back to leftovers to go coast to coast? It's interesting. I mean, we've seen the whack, and it didn't work for whatever reason. I think a lot of people believe because of the geography and because of the travel, even though they went to a pod system, and you literally went from where with the whack? Somebody filmed me in Hawaii to Louisiana. Was that as far east as maybe the whack went? And correct me if I'm wrong, that's been forever and, and dissolved. But is there a best-of-the-rest league, Kenneth? Potentially. I think it's something to at least consider. Because now, okay, to, to, to Kenneth's point, if you had, and I'm just making this off off the top of my head, SMU, Tulane, UTSA, I'm just making this up. You can argue for or against those schools. Let me just say SMU, Tulane. Um, SMU with their revenues, Tulane, some recent successes, investments, by the way, in facilities, new stadium. Uh, one of what a group of, excuse me, a New Year's Six bowl game this past year. So to take those two from the AC, maybe there's one or two others. Um, why don't you say San Diego State? I'm just saying it for, for whatever. San Diego State, Boise State, uh, Fresno State. Okay. Let's just leave it there, three or four. And then Washington State, Oregon State, Cal Berkeley. Right, so there's your you know group of eight to ten, let's just say, and we we could argue the pros and cons of the eight or ten. Is there something to be said for a league like that in an expanded college football era? Can you create more TV revenue than a group of five league, but less than a power five league? Yeah, Kenneth, to your point, is that good for a school like Cal Berkeley or in Washington State? Maybe not, but what other options do they have? Is it good for San Diego State, Tulane, et cetera? Well, it's better than the Mountain West if you're making more TV revenue. And in the expanded college football playoff, where at least in 2024 and 2025, you have six automatic bids for league champions, you'd like to think that that will be the strongest league among the rest. And the champion of that league will be in. Now, here's the dirty little secret. That six spots for champions is not guaranteed beyond 2025. The TV deal ends for the expanded college football playoff after 2025 and is renegotiated for 2026. And the goalposts can be moved. And all of a sudden, if there are no guaranteed spots and the 12 teams are picked based on quote unquote success on field, then you got a 12 team expanded playoff with 11 teams in the Big Ten and the SEC in 2026. So that's a whole nother conversation. So administrators are going to have to fight like hell to keep those six automatic bids, so to speak, or at least five automatic bids in a world where you have four power leagues and everyone else, because otherwise those two leagues, SEC and Big Ten, are going to try to squeeze everyone out, potentially, moving forward. Um, let's see. And this is a good point. Country. I mean, they went 12-2 and without a home stadium in 2021, and they easily could have um, – they easily could have been in a better spot considering they didn't even play a game in San Diego the entire year. And we're without 20-plus scholarship players for the championship game against Utah State. Who was the other loss to, guys? Help me out. It's all a blur. Who was the other loss to in, in 2021? I completely forget. Beat Utah, right? Who was the other Pac-12 opponent? Remind me who they lost to in 2021. 2020, they played that quick game in Colorado um, with that quick turnaround because of COVID. But I forget the other loss in 2021. Somebody help me out with that. Um, Kenneth, quickly with the, yeah, exactly, the SMUs. UTSA has had a really nice rise. It was Fresno, that's right. For, you know, And Fresno beat them fair and square that year, if I remember. Fresno played well, jumped out like 20-0, 21-0, something like that, 17-0 in the first quarter. That was a tough game. So I was just wondering, like, hey, was there a path to, like, a perfect season? Not really. I mean, they showed glimpses there in the second half against Fresno State, but we never really in it. This point, which is um, SMU, UTSA, South Florida, East Carolina. Mem Memphis is a great one. I mean, I don't know about East Carolina. I've been there. I think it's a great college town. I have a lot of support. Um, then you're truly going coast to coast. I don't know if you need to do it, if you don't have to do it. I mean, Memphis, Tulane, again, in this – Fake world that we're making up, though. Yeah, sure. Memphis, Tulane, SMU, 
UTSA, San Diego State, Boise State, Washington State, Oregon State. That, that's that's a really – I mean, there, there's some strength there. Now, there's also some negatives. There's some travel. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it makes some sense, not all the sense in the world, right? And is it as simple as just snapping your, your fingers and making that happen? Um, not sure. Aztec Country says uh, this is what should happen and would be fun. All right, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal Stanford, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. So those are the nine. And then he says go big. So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I think you have 15 there. It would clearly be 16 or 14. But, you know, the question is how dilutive would the, would the Pac-12 want to get in this scenario? You know, when the Big 12 dropped to eight, when they lost Texas and Oklahoma, because they were a 10-team league and they went to eight, they added four. And they were able to keep the group together through strength in numbers. Now, the Pac-12 is, in the expansion realignment world, it's all about being TV additive or not dilutive, so to speak. If you added in all of that, would you be diluting TV revenue for the rest? Yeah, probably. Probably. Now, but if you just did a Colorado for San Diego State flop, if you maybe added and went to 11, you could argue 12. You know, maybe you can keep your TV revenue comparable or similar or identical for the other nine. But I think once you go to like 14 or 9 to 16, it's kind of a dilutive process. And, and at that point, the other nine are questioning why they're remaining in the league. This happened with the the Big East. When the Big East basketball schools went off on their own, the Catholic Seven, right? The Seton Halls, the St. John's, the Georgetowns, the Villanovas. And they tried to keep the Big East football brand together. Well, it folded because of the 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 additions. Because once they reached for, and correct me, was it Tulane and others? And of course, for a moment, you had San Diego State and Boise State. But the other members out east said, well, it's too much. It's too much expansion. It's too much watering down, so to speak. And that caused the, you know, the, the gap and the, eventually the fracture within the league. And you'd have to be fearful of that, even in the Pac-12, because the Pac-12 has been so tight-knit that to all of a sudden imagine the Pac-12, because they lose Colorado going from, you know, nine schools to, to 16 schools. Um, I don't see it, you know. I just I don't see that. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a smart long term decision. I would just be surprised to see that to see that happen. Um, let's see here, Andre. What's up, man? Thanks for hanging out in the channel. Appreciate it. Andre's a great follow, by the way, for San Diego State football and basketball and athletic fans. Find him on social media. Saw him yesterday at the Aztecs press conference, talking football, basketball, and baseball. Um, T Fuel, what's going on? The old merger idea. I mean, I think here's the thing. If you're the Pac-12, before you're merging with the Mountain West, you're calling the ACC and saying, is there some type of, you know, scheduling alliance? Of course, what does that even mean? Is there some type of television alliance? Again, if you're the Pac-12, do you really even want to merge with the ACC? It's on the other coast, and their their TV deal goes through 2036. Big 12 clearly doesn't want to merge. There are the right? So I don't see that scenario playing out. So, yeah, I mean – it wouldn't be a merge. It would be that fractures put teams in those leagues together. That because Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten, because Arizona goes to the Big Twelve, that the remaining Pac twelves and the remaining or the top of the Mountain West maybe come together. So is that possible? Yeah, we've seen that play out. If you followed college athletics long enough, you've seen that that type of scenario has played out. Um, I don't know the answer to this. Caesar, I don't. How does the league move up to Power 5 status? If the Pac-12 fails, could Mountain West move up to Power 5 status? I, I, the AAC has like requested like autonomous 5 status. I don't, I don't know if that's a voting structure. I really don't understand the nuance there. I think that's a good question. For me, there's 10 FBS football leagues. The difference is their TV revenue and exposure. Without a scholarship difference, there's no difference. There's nothing that prevents San Diego State from beating Alabama. They, it's a football game, right? There's nothing that prevents you know, UTSA from playing Stanford. And that's why I think a lot of people that, that work in FBS football or even that love the sport don't want to see those five um, go take their ball and go home, right? Like I want to see Power 5, Group of 5, so to speak. I want to see a playoff that includes um, teams from outside the Power 5 structure, just like I like watching San Diego State in the NCAA men's basketball tournament. What, what kind of tournament would it be? if you didn't include one of the nation's best basketball programs in San Diego State, if you weren't in a quote-unquote power five or a basketball power six with the Big East League. That just doesn't make any sense to me, but money talks. And if those leagues 
and create more revenue through a TV deal um, where you're only playing Power 5 teams and then only playing Power 5 teams in a playoff, well, it's a, it's a money play is what it is. Um, let's see here. The Johnson uh, says, I'm a bit confused. In January, there was a bunch of reports that the Big 12 had interest in San Diego State. Now reports say they never had interest in San Diego State. How could things be reported so differently? Hear me out on this with obviously no knowledge of the situation. Because like I've said, um, all of this occurs, all of this occurs, um, you know, behind closed doors or 99.9% of it. And then you have some reporters that maybe have some really legitimate sources that can give you a, a feel for what's going on and lead you down a path that, that may be accurate and may not be. I've talked about this previously on radio. I've talked about it here on this channel, which has only been around for maybe four or five weeks, but find some of my previous videos as well. And please subscribe if you're here. It's always a no until it's a yes, if that makes sense. As in no league wants to look weak by, by courting a potential member and then not landing that potential school. Um, now, the Big 12 has been very public and aggressive, and they've talked about their desire to go after Pac-12 schools, but that's like going after a peer, Power 5 to Power 5. If you don't land them, well, it's a swing and a miss, but it's like you took a big swing. If you're going after a Group of 5 program, and for whatever reason you can't land them because that Group of 5 program prefers a different Power 5 league to you, then publicly you can't position yourself as saying, hey, we really, really, really want San Diego State, because then if you don't land San Diego State, it's a very bad look perceived weakness for the Big 12, uh, potentially. Um, I'll give you another example there. I guess you could say peer-to-peer. Mountain West, AAC, a couple of years ago, the AAC made overtures when the, when the schools left for the Big 12, the uh, UCFs and the Cincinnati's, right? And Houston, they tried luring San Diego State and Boise State without success. And then what the AAC said, their positioning was, we never invited them. But of course they had. If San Diego State and Boise State were willing to say yes, then they would have been in the AAC you know, immediately. But because it takes two to tango, um, until you have two yeses, you have one big no. I don't know if that fully answers it, but that, that's my statement on it. That just because you've heard that the Big 12 may not have interest in San Diego State or that San Diego State may not have quoted interest in Big 12 doesn't mean that that's accurate. Nor does it mean that San Diego State's going to end up in the Big 12. But when, when you get to a point where it just ma- makes sense, then it's got to make sense for both sides. Otherwise, it makes sense for neither. I think that hopefully makes sense. Right, and then there's this. I mean, I don't think you, – you can't cherry-pick the pack. The pack could cherry-pick the Mountain West. There's reasons I would say that because even the future of the Pac-12, if it's ripped apart and only has two to four teams remaining, the Pac-12 brand or name probably remains because they've got – basketball revenue that comes in and shares. They have probably certain television revenue that they have. Or it, the, What would be more likely in that scenario is that Mountain West schools actually just get cherry-picked by the Pac-12 technically. Yeah, it's not the Pac-12 that you and I know. It's like Oregon State, Washington State, and six schools from the Mountain West. But I think in terms of what name would remain, I mean, maybe it would be a new named league like the A. Became ten plus years ago, or maybe it would just be the pack. People would realize that the pack had lost, you know, ten of its twelve members from twenty twenty one, for example. Um, Don, thank you. He says uh, his bet is the Pac twelve takes only San Diego State, then partners with the ACC for a scheduling alliance. I think you could you could get creative potentially with scheduling, um, which pro- would provide opportunities to create maybe more revenue with your TV partners. ESPN has the ACC locked in through twenty thirty six. If the Pac-12 gets a deal done that includes ESPN, would ESPN want content involving crossover games between uh, the ACC and Pac-12 if it, sta- if it stands together? Yeah. Do you want Clemson, Oregon in Vegas? Do you want um, Florida State, Washington in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd want that. So I, I think there's something I think there's something there, potentially. Um, let's see here. A couple of more. Um, because it's interesting. I mean, what is it going to mean for San Diego State? I can't predict that. I don't know if anyone can predict that, and I haven't been on social media since I started this chat 50 minutes ago, so things have even potentially changed in the last 50 minutes in in terms of reporting. But 
what happens in realignment is nothing happens, and then everything happens in an instant. And nothing happened for 13 months, and now Colorado, in theory, could have just fully destabilized the Pac-12 and go to the Big 12, all in like a 24-hour period. So, you know, it can happen very, very quickly, is my point. And I think from the Pac-12's perspective, they now need to be in crisis mode, aggressive mode. You're not sitting back and waiting and saying, you know, we're still in, we're still in good positioning, and here's why. I mean, as the world moves around you, you need to move. It's basically as simple as that. Um, let's see. Black Rain, thank you for hanging out. He says, uh, SDSU, pack only. Big 12 doesn't need San Diego State. I think it's fair, by the way. I'm not, uh, and I haven't said um, at any point here today, if you've been watching, that the Big 12 needs San Diego State. Um, he said, pack between Lakers school, maybe. I would disagree. I, I would. I think if you're – if and if Black Rain, if you're talking about if nine Pac-12 schools remain together, now if 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 you want to say that's going to get ripped apart, and that's why it's 19.7, that's that's a fair commentary. If Oregon and Washington are in the league, it's not 19.7 million. You could take all the brands in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and Oregon and Washington stand atop all of them. I mean, a factual statement, and that means Oregon and Washington. And you might say, well, that's not the same with Cal, and that's not Arizona State. But guess what? Cal plays Oregon and Washington. That creates TV revenue for partners. It's not. Seven million. Now you could say, well, they could get more than that, but maybe they don't get the same exposure. Maybe it's not streaming, but it's not 19.7. You and I both know that the loss of Colorado has impacted the Pac 12 TV deal by $10 million per year per team. Um, it's just, it's not as easy as that. Um, and it's fine. I get it. If you're a Big 12 supporter, completely understand it. And there's a lot of this friction and dynamic between the Big 12 and the Pac 12. Get it. The Big 12 is in a tough spot. They've lost a lot of teams to the Power Five. They've lost huge brands. They were on life support two years ago. They deserve credit for the moves they made immediately in the aftermath of losing Texas and Oklahoma. They deserve credit for the marketing that Brett Yormark has possessed, the moves he's made, including Colorado, if this comes to fruition, which everyone believes it will. They deserve credit. But, um, you know, just because the Big 12 is where they are today, remember where the Big 12 was the days after Texas and Oklahoma. Remember where they were after Texas A&M. Remember where they were. Missouri. Remember where they were after Nebraska. Remember where they were after Colorado. And they're still together. So that doesn't guarantee the Pac-12 success. It doesn't guarantee it. But it also doesn't guarantee their demise is my point. Even, And again, I think losing it would be a different conversation today if Oregon had announced 12 hours ago that they have um, approval to join the Big Ten. Well, that's a completely different conversation. And we all know that. But that's not what has happened as of yet. That's not what has happened as of yet. Not to say that Oregon doesn't fancy itself in the Big Ten sooner rather than later, or they don't get that invite at some point. But is it coming for 2024? Probably not at this point, right? Um, is it coming down down the road? Could. It absolutely could. That's definitely a possibility. Um, all right, guys, we're going to have much more on this today. John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760, here locally in Southern California or on the iHeartRadio app. So join us today, 3 to 6 Pacific, San Diego Sports 760, or on the, again, iHeartRadio app. Please, if you are here, um, support our title sponsor, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Click the link in the description down below. If you're looking to secure your financial future and financial freedom, in contact with my buddy, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Also, if you're new to the channel, and I'm new to the channel, because the channel just launched, would really appreciate it, whether you're here live or on replay, if you hit the subscribe button. I think a number of you, I'm looking at it right now, we've probably gained 20 subscribers on this live chat. I've only done two live shows. So please tell people about this channel if you are a San Diego State supporter, if you're interested in conference realignment, its impact on the Pac-12 and the Big 12, San Diego State football and basketball. Um, please let people know about this channel. Please share this content with others. And please subscribe. It doesn't cost you a penny. Really appreciate your willingness to subscribe. Also, please smash the like button for me as well. If you're looking for the audio-only edition of the show, we have that for you. Click the link. That is in the description down below as well. If you're on the run, you're in your car, you're going for a run, you're going to the gym, you want the audio, not the video, but you want the content, click the link in the description down below, subscribe to the audio, and if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, I would appreciate that as well. All right. Um, as the, you know, as the whatever, world turns, so to speak, and things happen, um, and we knew from SC to UCLA there would be an impact. There would be a trickle-down effect, and we get it about a year later with Colorado reportedly departing for the Big 12. What is it going to mean for San Diego State? I think we did a pretty good job breaking it down over the last 55 minutes to an hour, and I think there will be much more to discuss, many more 
areas uh, and topics to delve into in the hours and days ahead. So again, do it with us here on the wrap-up show by subscribing. And until next time, my name is John Schaefer, and thanks for hanging out. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10, H-E-R-O dot C-O.